right, what's going on? It's your boy, Cortez, aka Tez Reacts. Back at it again with my boy. Hey, my name is Mac. You can call me Mac or Graylin uh, at Givanye on Instagram. Check me out. It's my boy. So, yeah, and this is the We're Not Experts podcast. This is our second episode. All right, so you know that we weren't able to show my boy here. All right, right now he's currently in Texas. But I mean, it is what it is. He's the person that I was supposed to start the podcast with. I mean, he had some things he had to do. He just had a baby. Now, congratulations on that. Appreciate so, it. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna know the struggle. And yeah, now we back at it. All right. But go ahead and tell the people a little bit something about yourself, man. All right. So just a little little in- introduction. Uh I met Danzy, Army, we both military. I don't know if you already said that first episode. Uh, no, just nah, just right. my fault. to move away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, we met about what three, four years ago. Yeah, oh. something like that. Yeah, it was. I think it was. Yeah, about four or five years ago. Anyway, uh, hey, I grew up a gamer. I love anime, uh, comic books. I'm a big Marvel head. I'm also an Advent Hooper. Yeah, the whole battery know what's up. Used to give ales all the time, but now. Uh, I'm also a father. I got four four kids ripping and running. But uh we kind of talked about this podcast a little bit before he actually jumped on it. Um we pretty much got the same, you know, likes and stuff like that, hobbies. So thought it was a good idea for us to jump on here and just give our little opinions on everything. Like that's why I love the the name, but we're not experts, but it's our opinions. So if you vibe with it, you vibe with it. But uh hoping to jump in a little little, little something, something. Start talking about some stuff. So I'm ready. I mean, absolutely. So just kind of a little bit of backstory because he kind of grazed over it. So when me and him met, it was just, it's weird because it was just me and him had like a, a vibe. Like as soon as I met this dude, I was like, all right, so he pretty cool. Like we lived in the same apartment complex. Yep. <laughs> and we were in the same like unit, which is kind of funny because yeah, like this ended up pretty much being my best friend for like that whole time that we were in the same unit together. And then we ended up deploying together, we got divorces together. <laughs> yeah, same, bro, it was like the same thing <laughs> back to back, dog. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we lived together for a little while. So it, yep. it was like literally just me and him. So this is family. Like it's a, it's a bit of a different dynamic. I mean, yeah. the other guys also. Like I have my brother-in-law, BJ, that's family too. And then I have Eric, he's, uh, that's also my boy. So just want to make sure that we get everybody in the loop. So I wanted to go ahead and get this episode out the way. So Matt can go ahead and get some shine. And then once we start pulling everybody together, you know, we can do that. I mean, even if it's just me and you doing this back and forth, cause I don't know how they gonna necessarily feel about it, but either way we yeah. get our episodes in period. Oh yeah. Yeah. But bro, I mean, I mean, and plus, they're not really big on anime. They nah. game, but they're not big on anime like you and I are. So, and when it comes to music, we pretty much listen to the same stuff. So, but yeah, that's how we became close. So, how has fatherhood been treating you these last few months or just in general, man? You know, bro, like, so let's, let's start off right here. Like, we you know when you're younger, and you're growing up and you think about being a father or a parent or a mother or whatever, like you, you know, it's going to happen, but you don't know exactly when, you know, like how many kids you don't want, nothing like that, bro. So 
like me for, for, for myself, I was 21 when I met my ex-wife. Uh, then we found out she was pregnant with Delson and she already had uh, a daughter. So and that's a whole nother step. And being a stepdad is like crazy. Being a step parent in general is crazy, bro. Like that's some little gangster shit you can do. Take care of someone else's kid. <laughs> nah. But uh, so it was hard from the jump, bro. Like me being a 21 year old young guy, you know, living on his own finally, bro. And I step into not only a stepfather role, but a father role all, all within itself. Uh, and it's beautiful, bro. Like, we both know marriage Marriage has ups and downs, man. And it's, it's just a whole beautiful picture, but that's only if the, the parts are working together. But, uh, man, like, being a, being a dad, is, it's amazing, bro. Like, having your little mini-me, like, I, I like, so I started off with a son. So seeing everything he did, like, did, like, at the same age as I did, like, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking dope. Like, it's, it's, it's a mini-me, you, man. And then, like, when you have a daughter, like, you, you've experienced it before I did but having a daughter, man, it's like a whole different game. It's like you, you see her, you just want to protect her from everything, bro. My son, bro, hey, you jump off the bed, boom, get up, you're good. All right, bet. My daughter, I ain't letting her do nothing, bro. And it's crazy because, like, growing up as a kid, like, I, I grew up in the country, bro. So we was outside. All, all, the only thing they needed was a screen door to be open. And they can see us to hear us, bro. Like, we was good. We was out there planting quarries and stuff, man. But me as a dad, I look outside, man. They sit in the front yard, bro. I don't want them in the street or nothing, bro. So it's crazy. Uh, but what about you, though? No, nah, so I like how you kind of touched on the different aspects of being a step-parent and being a parent. So it is two completely different aspects. I just recently stepped into that step-parent role uh, just because with my first wife, she didn't have any kids before me. So we had two kids together, uh, CJ and Corinne. And... Like you were saying, having that first son, you're like, okay, you got somebody to look just like you. And he has a lot of my mannerisms and it kind of cracks me up a little bit. <laughs> my daughter, like, I ain't gonna lie to you, she a little thug, so. Yeah, it don't matter. Like you put her in a lineup real, she ain't saying nothing to nobody. It's, kinda, it's just funny because she's like loyal to a fault and yeah. I have to teach her about certain things. And then the step-parent, aspect especially with older kids like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it is it's just a whole different beast because you have to try to navigate two different types of parenting when it comes to these kids and then they have an active father so they're here every other week and we can't necessarily get them on one page or one accord the entire time so each time they come back it's like a reprogramming that needs to happen every yeah time. yeah yeah it's it's kind of rough, but but I'm not gonna say it's rough. I'm enjoying it like 100. Uh, no, I, I guess you, bro, because like you know, when me and my wife were together, like you know, us going to the field or deployments like that, like the kids had to go to Hinesville. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and every time we got them back, bro, it was a whole new ball game. Like you said, bro, you had to like kind of reprogram them, bro, because like grandma let them do this, but they know they can't do it with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So that was the hardest thing, bro. Like every time getting them back, trying to get them reacclimated to how we do things like that, bro. And it's, and it's funny, man, because as a parent, you only see it your way. But if you sit down and look at it, how the kids see it, bro, like it's a lot on them to like move back and forth, bro. And like take that orders, but you know, <laughs> take disciplinary from, from grandma or dad or mom when you run the household so differently, bro. So as parents, we just got to sit back and like, just look at it from my kids point of view as well, man. Just, kind of kind of you know put ourselves in their shoes so 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Just like, especially from that aspect, because when I first started coming around, I would always get like, you know, just from military brain, you just automatically expect things to be your way. Yeah. You expect to just be able to, you know, force people to go to your will, but it doesn't work like that with kids and just trying to get them to navigate and figure things out. So you have to have that level of understanding before you're, you're just out there just throwing orders at them and just expecting everything to go your way. But mm-hmm. even, like I said, even with all the challenges, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Like I, I love it all. Like I love all my kids. Like all together, we got five of them. So the house is usually pretty, uh, it's pretty loud, but we get to play a bunch of games together, eating together. I mean, they are a mess, but oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. Like I, I just now, it's crazy, man, because these last two years, two and a half years, I kind of been living like in the barracks, you know, been overseas and junk. And I finally get my house back and try to sit back into the house ways, you know what I'm saying? Wake up, uh, make sure the kitchen clean, living room clean, bedrooms clean, you know, bed made, get breakfast for the kids and then have them clean their rooms and they can game out since it's Christmas break. But uh, I'm tired, bro. It's only been two weeks. <laughs> like every day I woke up, man, you know, especially with the newborn, bro, like getting the bottles ready. And then I've washed, bro, I've washed dishes every day for the last two weeks. And I got a damn dishwasher, bro. And I'm just mad that I haven't actually used it, but it's just like putting yourself back into that, that, that mind frame of like, putting other people first. You know what I mean? Cause like when I was overseas, I was like by myself, I didn't have my kids like really to, to take care of. So it was, I had a different mentality, bro. But now I'm back, which I love it though. Like I love that, that father mind frame, bro. Like let's, let's knock this out with them and then I can do what I want kind of, you know what I mean? So, so I'm just glad that you brought it up because I tried to explain that to my wife. I try to explain that to Alice a lot just because we do have that dynamic a lot to where you know, women naturally, they have that instinct and they're able to take care of the kids. Like in their mind, it's already set. Yeah. But for us, when we, like I was going to SLC for a few months, right? And I come back and I have all of my kids with me and it's like trying to get out that selfish mindset. Like, yeah, the kids need to eat, not just you. Yeah, okay? yeah. And just little stuff like that, it just, like, getting back into that mindset has been kind of tricky. And she gets mad at me, and then I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Like, I don't necessarily think of it the right way. So, and that kind of brings me to what we were going to talk about next, which is a funny fatherhood story, right? So, and this just happened yesterday, so it's still pretty fresh. I probably... once Alice hears this, she's probably gonna be mad because it's still pretty fresh. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna lay it out there anyway. So yesterday, I take my son, me and my son, we go and we get a haircut. So I had to drive all the way to Fayetteville, which is about 45 minutes, and go and get a haircut. And then I came back here, and she ended up going to get her hair done. So it takes a few hours for her to do that. I let her go ahead and do what she got to do. So my son hasn't really been sleeping the best. So he's been sleeping in the bed with us and he's been up and I haven't gotten used to that schedule yet. So I've been going to sleep at midnight. He wake up at three and then I'm pretty much up after that. So I'm pretty tired. 
So I get home and she's like, yeah, all right, you, you got to watch the kids. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting in there, my daughter and my two sons, they're down there playing, you know, doing what they do. And I'm just watching them. And next thing I know, I doze off. I don't know how long I doze off for, but all I know is I doze off for a second. I'm just laying, like I'm sitting there on the couch and then I open my eyes and I just hear my kids. They're all still sitting right there, but they're just like, okay. So then I was like, okay, whatever. I think they're good. And I close my eyes. I don't even think it was for like another 30 seconds before my daughter was like, hey, you know, the baby just pooped. I'm like, the baby pooped. So then I look up, it's shit everywhere, bro. <laughs> everywhere. I mean, there's like a big spot on the floor. There's like scattered all on his toys. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and it's on his like, and so I move them out the way. I look at the baby. The baby got shit all on his hands. Yep. It's like Man. smeared on his face. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, did he eat it? I'm like freaking out. <laughs> eat it. And they're like, no. So then I hurry up. I grab him real quick, strip all his clothes off of him, put him in a bathtub, rinse him off real. Like I start washing him off. I like dump a little bit of water on him. Not like on his face or anything, but just dump some water on him so he can hurt yeah. on all of it off of him. And then I get him dressed, put him in a bathtub. And then, well, get him dressed. I didn't put him in a bathtub. I put him in his crib. That's what I meant to say. And I leave him there. So then he's up there screaming because he's not ready to go to bed. And I go back down here. I just take a look at the mess he made. And I was like, man. No, you want to clean it up. <laughs> no, nah, I definitely didn't want to clean it up. So then I found myself getting kind of mad at the kids. I was like, why didn't y'all tell me? And they were like, well. And they came up with like, my son, like he's autistic. So he's a little bit different. So he hears me raise my voice just a little bit because I wasn't yelling at him. I just raised my voice a little bit and he just didn't, he wasn't feeling the tone. So he's like starting to cry. And I'm like, Hey man, get yourself together. And I was like, I'm not yelling at y'all. Just why didn't y'all tell me? And then my daughter's like, well, you know, we were getting ready to, and she's like really being the rock for them to yeah. like, I'm interrogating them. And he's already crumbling and she over there. Just taking like a I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, you different. <laughs> but then I go ahead, I clean up the mess, and then I go ahead and bring the baby back down, and everything's good. So then, Bro. yeah, I call my wife, and because I don't keep nothing from her, I tell her exactly what happened. I'm about to ask you that too. Like, like <laughs> some dude was like, hey man, look, hey, we'll keep this between us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, see, yeah, like I, I, I have to tell her because then I feel, I feel weird if I keep anything from her. So, I end up laying everything out. She she gets mad. Like, yeah, let me hurry up and get home and get the kids because apparently you can't take care of them and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, everything's fine now. I was like, I Googled a couple things. You know, I called Poison Control. They said everything's good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and yeah. But that was just one of the funny stories that I, I can think of off the top of my head. Damn, man, that's crazy. Uh, I got such a bad memory on certain things. It's crazy. Like, some things I can, like, I can just pinpoint my mind, but yeah. yeah. And it's usually arguments. I'm good with arguments. So yeah, you said this, 2012. I remember it like all this shit. But uh funny, oh actually a week ago, like you know, I just got my kids back. So they live with me for a little while now. And uh 
like I'm setting up Delson's Nintendo Switch and like Lonnie's like she's got a phone, her first phone. So we setting up like the payment plans like that. And uh, I end up putting like once like 10 or 15 dollars on her Robux. I, you know what Robux is, right? Yeah. Well, I, it's crazy about it. They, they, it really is. But uh, I put money on her, her little phone for that. And then I put like 30 bucks for Delson on his Switch. And then actually it was, it was three nights ago because I, I walked in his room. And I was laying in his bed. And we were just kind of playing on the switch, whatever. And I'm I'm tired, bro. So I, I, I'm knocked out. My credit card, though, mind you, is on his switch. <laughs> and he, he noticed, and I thought I had a little code on it, but I did. So I, you know, he told me he wanted this game, uh, like some Kirby game, man. It's like it plays like Smash Bros. But it's yeah. like, yeah. So like Kirby All Star, something like that. Kirby but Clash. Him, yeah, Kirby Clash. And I told him I was like. Uh, let me get paid again. I'll buy you a game because I ended up buying like bought three new PS5 controllers so we can run like Diablo and Borderlands 3. Like we've been playing like crazy. But uh, I was like, hey, let me let me get a paycheck next time and I, I'll buy you that game. I wake up, man. This boy is just just clashing, dog. Kirby clashing. Bro. I'm like, hold on, man. How you how you get that? Dog? <laughs> he looked at me. He was like, well, I asked you and I was like, I, I know you asked me something right before I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm in sleep mode, bro. Like, I'm tired. So I, I probably did say, yeah, but I was kind of pissed off. But uh, he's like, you said, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. There's a code on it. Clicked it. Ain't no damn code, bro. Ran in my pocket for $40. <laughs> $40 for that game, bro. I was hot, dog. I was hot because, bro, the most annoying thing is calling tech support for Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, anything. Absolutely. You're going to get outsourced. And then they're going to bring you right back two hours later and they ain't going to fix the damn problem. So I was like, you know what? I just let it ride, dog. Like, but he, he knew better. He, he knew what was up. He just, he know we in that phase of like the reunite right yeah. now. Like, yeah, yeah. So I can kind of get away with a few things. All right. Mm-hmm. I see him. I see his game plan, though. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, when the kids do that, I'll be like, I can't really fault them. Yeah, right. You do still be mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hey, so you ready for a real hot take? Let's get it. Nintendo has the best games out of all three consoles. I'm going to fight you on that, bro. Hey, I had the same conversation at SLC, right? So I I grew up playing Nintendo. I, you know, hey, my my first console I played as a kid, man, I, I believe it was, I always get this mixed up. It was Super Nintendo or Sega. I think it was Super Nintendo, yeah. And then we got the Sega Genesis, but... I love Nintendo, bro. I grew up playing Nintendo like crazy. Like, I, I it's it's such a a friendly based console, bro. Like, where it reaches different generations. My biggest, like, my biggest fault with with Nintendo, bro, is like they don't really create new any like new IPs for their their console. So like, they always run Mario, Sonic, Metroid Prime. Like, I. I'm not a big Switch player. I do like the concept of like I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the original Switch. I don't really like care for the Switch Lite, but uh, like Dustin's had like three, three or four Switches, man. Break them all the time. The Joy Cons are weak. Um, it's just the games for me, bro. Like I, I game for. I'm, I'm, I'm like not real big on the entertainment part. Like it is cool having Hulu and Netflix and all of it. Like it's, I mean, every TV now comes out with the same stuff. So the entertainment part isn't really big on me, but uh, it's the gaming for me when it comes to gaming consoles. So for me to buy a Switch, like I can always play Smash Bros. Like I'm, I'm that's one of the games I grew up on. 
Uh, not not a real big fan of Mario Kart anymore. I used to. Like, if I ain't nothing to do and we got some handheld, let's run it. But like full enjoyment out of those games, bro. I just don't. I don't get that with Nintendo anymore. Like, I have to have. And maybe it's it's growing up and like wanting to play more diverse games or or more just games that challenge you as a gamer. It's like RPGs or something like that, like uh, RTSs. But I don't know. I know you're a big fan of Nintendo, bro. I know you are. I, I like them too. But so yeah, just like you, I pretty much grew up on Nintendo. Like we had the Super Nintendo growing up. We also had the Sega Genesis too. But one thing I will say is when it comes to innovative games. Yes, I get that. Nintendo has the more innovative games. When it comes to games with replay value, Nintendo beats out the other systems to me. And me, like I don't get to play the game as much no more, but when I do pick up the game and I play with the kids, I mean, so I do play the game myself sometimes too. And usually that's more Xbox or something like that, but the Switch gets a lot more play than my other two systems just because they're, to me, the games are better, right? When you have, like, I can't, in my mind, uh, and we're gonna go over our, our list later, the games that I have on my list, when I think about it, I'm still playing the games that I play, like right now, currently, are games on the Switch that are a little bit older. Yeah. Like uh, the games that are on this list, though, that are on the list that I made, they're from each of the consoles, but I still get the most play time out of my Switch. Now, is that because you get the most enjoyment out of it or is it because you have kids, though? Because like you said, when you play by yourself, you usually play Xbox, PlayStation. So I've been playing that Pokemon game a lot. Which one? Uh, which one just came up? Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. So Shining Pearl is I, one. I don't know what it is about Pokemon, though. Like, I just... Again, man, it's such a hard thing to go against Pokemon because the amount of enjoyment I got of it as a kid, bro. Like, I think the first Pokemon I had that I actually, my, my mom bought me was silver. And I was happy as hell, bro. Like, I, I played red, I played blue. Um, you know, I had Ruby, Sapphire. But I think it was like a couple years ago, bro, when I finally got my DS, my DS Lite, I think. And I bought... I forgot what Pokemon it was, bro. It was like almost like we had we had Sun and Moon because we we had yeah yeah it was playing Afghanistan. Um, it was something about those man. Like I I can't really remember the gameplay or mechanics, but they changed certain things, man. It was it was weird. Like to it wasn't really gym leaders. It was like you had to fight a Pokemon that was like if I recall it correct. So yeah, no, it was. I'm not gonna lie. Sun and Moon was pretty trash. Yeah. And to me, Silver was the best one out of all of the like out of every single Pokemon game. Silver and Gold, that to me, that was the best era. That was the highlight, bro. And like Ruby Sapphire was all right, but Silver and Gold, when it was Ho Lugia, bro, it was it was different. And then the best part about Silver was the fact that you could go back to Kanto yeah. afterwards. And I was like, Yeah, that's a dope game. But no, for me, like every time I pick up a Pokemon game, the nostalgia factor hits me. And I just sit there and I play it for a little while and I'm like, okay. I can see why I really like this as a kid. Yeah. And I waste so much time on it that I just kind of have to force myself to put it down after a while. To me, it's it's that it's that kind of game. Man, Nintendo's always had that that aspect of like handheld play as you go mentality, bro. Like anywhere, any any you can game anywhere. And now that yeah. was the beauty of having a, a Game Boy, bro. Like 
Didn't matter if I was at home or on a school bus, bro, I can pop that mug out and start playing it. So, like the like you said, the replay value for Nintendo games are high. And I, I only think that because, so I have like, the way I categorize my games, it's like, you have like games that are, that are fun, replay value is high, but it's like mindless fun. Like you're playing the game, you're doing a, a like something that's, that's kind of linear and doesn't really go from the path or try anything yeah. new. It's just, they, they know this is fun, so why change it? Which is not a bad formula. Like it's just, to me, like when it comes to next gen, next gen, next gen, I want like the the hottest thing out with the best graphics, with the best gameplay because they can take it so much further. Another hot take. Zelda's the best RPG out there. Zelda is not the best, bro. First off. Zelda's the best RPG hey, out there. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. So I'm kind of mad because like, I'm trying to fix my way of thinking when it comes to gaming because I haven't really jumped into it like I, I wanted to. But uh, so like I said, I like the Switch. Um, Breath of what was it, Breath of the Wild Wind? Breath of the Wild. Hey, Breath of the Wild. So that game is, is dope as hell, bro. And it, it takes a lot of it it kind of reminds me of Dragon's Dogma a little bit. Obviously, the graphics are different, but the mechanics are, are kind of there. And uh I don't know if you play Genshin Impact, but they they ripped the hell out of Zelda, bro. Like they I didn't play it just because I heard that. Bro, they straight dog dogged them. The whole gameplay is just straight stolen. But uh it made me actually want to sit down and play my son's switch, bro. Like, like to fully beat the game. Cause the last Zelda game I beat, bro, was Ocarina of Time. Like I, I didn't play Twilight Princess. I didn't play, uh, that was another one. Another wow. little shaded graphics when I forgot. Twilight Princess, I know, but I, I didn't, I haven't really played a Zelda game in such a long time, but actually sitting there and playing it on a switch, it did bring back like the nostalgia of playing Zelda, you know, and I actually wanted to dive into the game because I'm a big RPG fan. But as far as the best RPG, I don't know because there's so many different categories of RPGs. Right, so, 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 which one was the favorite? Or like, what's your favorite RPG that you played through? Because that, I think that was probably my favorite one of all time. So, my favorite RPG of all time, bro, and I still hold, hold this game to be. The my my top game of all time is the Mass Effect trilogy. Mass Effect one. It's crazy because I'm playing through Mass Effect. Well, I picked it up. I never played through the trilogy. I picked up the uh, legendary edition. I I I picked it up as soon as it came out, and I I ran through. I got all the trophies. I ran through them all again. Platinum, all of them, bro. I I love Mass Effect trilogy, and it's I love Bioware too, bro, because. From my, my actually, I, I kind of take that back. So Mass Effect is my, my greatest RPG of all time. But the reason I fell in love with Mass Effect so much is because of Bioware. They created Kotar. And I was always a big Star Wars fan growing up. So Knights of the Old Republic was like my, the game that kind of got me into RPGs. Because I grew up watching my brother play games. And uh, yeah, he put me on Final Fantasy. And just kind of got me into the whole RPG way of thinking. Because I was... I grew up, bro, playing Dynasty Warriors. Mindless fun, dog. Just button mashing. Square, 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 triangle, dog. You know what yeah. I mean? I love that shit, right? But once I started getting older and understanding, like, gameplay mechanics and how to, like, spec my characters to, to what I do, like, or what I wanted to do based off items or, like, just percentages, like, Borderlands is a, a big thing like that, too. Um, I started understanding that more, and I got more into it. So then I can kind of craft this character to how I want them. So that's why I started liking RPGs. 
and Kotar was just amazing with that, bro. Like Star Wars has such a, a big lore, man, that you can like just reach your hand in, pick out, you can make a whole story out of it, no matter what time period or what, bro. You can always make a beautiful story out of it. So they kind of did that with Mass Effect. They took that same thinking of, okay, let's create a whole new universe. Let's add in our own little, like, you know, uh, it's not magic, you know what I'm saying? It's it's biotics. Let's add it in there. And it's just like, it was just a dope way of thinking of how we just crashed on Mars, or not crashed on Mars, but landed on Mars, found alien technology and just jumped our technology up. So let's let's take it there. Like that, that's just beautiful to me. I, I love Mass Effect through and through. You got it. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, you know, Zelda's not even technically like an RPG, even though it has RPG elements. Yeah, yeah. You can't necessarily yeah. even put that in the same category. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so many different ones. Like, like when I was younger, bro, I thought I thought RPGs are just like turn based. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, seeing my brother play Final Fantasy, I was like, that's kind of whacked to me. Right? You're just kind of sitting there waiting your turn to attack. Like, why not move out of the way? Well, you can't move yeah. with RPG. I was like, okay, well, how do you block? What well, depends on your character stats like this. So I was like, okay, all right, I, I can kind of see that. So it kind of got me into it. But like with Kingdom Hearts or you know Zelda, it's like an action RPG. The same way Mass Effect turned into an action RPG. I know a lot of people. Mass Effect One was like it was a PC game, so the way it was built, it was like an action RPG. But you can pause the game mid combat and like pick where you want to go or like pick who you want to attack. And that that formula just worked out perfectly throughout the games, even though it became more like a shoot 'em up mm-hmm. towards the end. But it still had small elements in there. So. Have you played Persona 5? So, yeah, nah, bro. Like, that's a, that's a JRPG, ain't it? Yes. I'm telling you, bro. Bro, it's hard. Man, I think the game, is dope. the game is dope. I'm telling you. I, I see some gameplay. My brother, my brother played it too, but it's hard for me getting the JRPGs, bro. Like, they be doing the most. Couple, j- 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 they do. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of stuff going on in there, but the game is dope. Yeah. Like, when I saw the scores and everything, like, I thought the game was going to be. Like everybody gave it like nines and whatnot. And I was like, no, nah, there's no way this game is that good. Yeah. Final Five Royal was my favorite game of that year. So are these like are these games one through five? Is it the same story or is it like Final Fantasy? Each each like installment is a different story. So the way to, it's a different story than the rest of them. I don't know about the rest, like uh the other ones, but I know the older characters make a cameo in Persona 5, okay. but they have nothing to do with the story. So you can literally pick it up from 5 and hop right into it. Bro, I'm telling you, that game consumed my life for a month. I- I'm not bullshitting you. I'm going to tell you how, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, if if there was one game that I told you to check out, pick up Persona 5 Royal. You won't. I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, I, I need a new, I need a new uh, RPG, bro, because... I'm trying to get back to my first-person shooter vibe, so I just downloaded Battlefield. I've been destroying people on that. Speaking of first-person shooters, me and oh Eric, we've been playing. What is the name of that game? Apex. No, 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 no. Sandstorm. Conflict. Insurgency. Insurgency. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you been playing on Xbox? Playing on Xbox, yeah. Is it cross-platform? It is cross-platform. I download, bro. I'll link up with you. Yeah, because uh, that to me, that's like a real good one. It's like one of the ones, it's realistic. Like when you shoot up somebody and kill them, you don't even know if you like really killed them or not. You just well, got to just go. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that pops up on the screen. You have to check your kill counter. 
see how many mm-hmm. kills you got because you're not gonna know if you actually took the dude down or not. And then like once you kill the guy, you can hear him just gurgling in the background and like dying. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. So I, I like shooters like that. So I think it was the old one I used to play was like Operation Flashpoint, like Red Dragon, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, that it has that tactical aspect to it where it's like, bro, you don't know if you hit that motherfucker, you gotta check. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's no there's no kill counter or nothing like that. Like no hit markers. You just yeah, no. yeah. you just you literally just like laying down rounds and you hoping that it that they hit. I, I like it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah, like uh that's one of the ones I can recommend too. But it the, it didn't make my list for uh for the uh the top five list that we did and whatnot. Um I'm curious to see what's on your list, bro, because like I probably got a banger on it as you. I don't know if you play it yet, but it turned out a lot of people were surprised by it, and I was one of them. Nah, so yeah, we definitely about to get ready to get into that. Um, actually, you know what? Forget it. I mean, since we're already talking games, we may as well get to the top five list. Uh, all right, so the way that I want to do it is I just want to start from number, like uh, I give you my number five, you give me your number five. All right. All right, so my number five for the PS5 was Deathloop. You play Deathloop. Deathloop. All right, so I haven't played it. I've been I've been hearing some good things. I saw it. I saw it played in front of me, but I haven't touched it yet. But I heard some good things about it. Yeah, so it's pretty much just to kind of give you a little bit of a like you said you've seen it played. All it is is you're pretty much like if you played Hades or any of those types of games, you're playing through the story. And then you're learning more information as you go ahead and go through, and then you die in order to try to go ahead and break the death loop. So it's okay. pretty. What was your number five? My number five this year. So I'm a, I, my four and five are kind of tied. Okay. Uh, you got to make a decision. Which yeah, one I'm going to pick Guardian. Guardians of the Galaxy, bro, was like. Really? Yes. Garland Galaxy is, I, I should have put that for, but for, but that game came out of nowhere, bro, and like shocked everybody because with Sony making Avengers, Avengers, bro, like I had so such high hopes for that game, bro. It turned out trash. Like the gameplay is fun, but replay value is very low. Okay. So for them to kind of like fumble that and then catch a damn touchdown right there with Guardians, bro, was it was actually kind of amazing. And it been a single player game when Garland Galaxy is like a team based game. Yeah. But the way you just control Star-Lord and, like, gave the other characters, you know, commands, it worked out perfectly, bro. Like, I, I thought that was going to be a miss, but it ended up being a hit. So, Okay. All right. So, my number four, because I'm such a Switch purist, Metroid <laughs> Dread, right? Metroid <laughs> Dread, you got this linear, like, Metroid game. Oh, so it's, it's, it's a side scroller. It's a side scroller. Side scroller, yeah. Yes. And it's it's linear, like you can't really deviate from the path that they want you to take. But mm-hmm. it is a really good story, good concept. I like that they brought back the side scroller, and it's actually pretty dope. Oh, I like that. I ain't played Metroid Prime game in a long time. I ain't a lot of you, dog. <laughs> but uh, for my my number four, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, bro. Like it's a. I didn't really get into Ratchet and Clank until like two years ago. And I was trying to find something for my son to play. And I ended up falling in love with it because I was always a Jack and Daxter fan. Mm-hmm. But Ratchet and Clank actually turned up. And with the PS5 installment of A Drift Apart, bro, adding new characters in there, like storyline was good. Mechanics was good. So put that as one of before. 
And that's my number three. Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart is my number yep. three. I mean, yeah, like it, the campaign wasn't too long. The story of, what was it, Rivet and Ratchet? Yeah. I like the story. Like, it was a really dope game. And the gameplay mechanics, amazing. Like it's fluid. Bro, and yeah. And just going in between, the fact that you can go in between dimensions like that. And not a, not a low screen in sight, bro. Just straight, straight. It showcases how powerful that PS5 is. Yes, sir. The game was dope, but that was my number three. So I see my number three was it's a little shocker, but Kena, the British British Spirits. Really? Bro, I actually enjoyed that game. And it's crazy because like I've been trying to get myself to play more games like that because I got into this concept of like, oh, that game, the art style is different. Like, nah, pass on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was never like that growing up. So like I just I kind of downloaded it, played it. Mechanics was fun, storyline was good. Like it was, it was kind of a a hit out of nowhere to me. So I, I, I like Kena. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, my number two was It Takes Two. I don't know if you played that one. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a great game. Yeah. Like, it's a game about, you know, two parents getting ready to get a divorce and their kid wants them to stay together. They're playing through a bunch of different scenarios. I thought it was, I thought it was genius. Yeah, it was. Like the, the concept of it um backstory this is how you like co-op together to playing with two players and just to add on to that because we have kids that were in like all my kids they they play with it through like through it with me and yeah. them watching the story and seeing that it was it was pretty dope so i don't know if you play it but uh chivalry be my my next one man chivalry chivalry too um, I'd never heard of it until my homeboy Will told me, put me on it. Cross-platform game. It's, it's like, it's a first-person medieval game, bro. Like, it, to me, it plays like a little bit of, if you mix For Honor with Battlefield and just throw them together, bro. Like, it, it's dope as hell. Sword fighting, axe, you can throw stuff. Like, just multiplayer is all off the charts for me. So, like, I, I had a lot of fun with that one. You should probably okay. check it out. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you? What system you got it on? You got it on uh, PlayStation. I got it on uh, PS5 or PS4. Just uh, PS4 downloaded. I think they, okay. I think they just enhanced it though to PS5, but it's cross-platform. Though. I'm gonna check that out. All right, my number one game of this year. All right, it's gonna be surprising. I don't even know if you played it. All right, but Resident Evil Village. That I, game it blew me away this year. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. See. Bro, like the graphics look amazing. The storyline, I haven't actually like read the storyline, but it, it did look fun, bro. But I haven't, I haven't Resident Evil's kind of thrown me off lately because they had the whole biohazard project mm-hmm. that they canceled and they brought it back out or something like that. I forgot. So yeah, the what was it? Was it seven? Yes. So Resident Evil 7 was the biohazard project, but it was called Biohazard for the people in I believe in Japan. Okay. Yeah, so the uh by like going from that game to this game it's the perfect sequel it's like a perfect continuation to the story that happened in biohazard okay and it's not like you kind of feel like a badass in a resident evil game but not really because it's like there's still scary moments you're not unstoppable you're not unbeatable but once you put together everything it makes you feel kind of like a badass when you kind of play through the game a little bit yeah. But I had a lot of fun Resident Evil Village. And I so, think it was like the first game I beat this year. 
to me, man, like, it, it's hard for me to play horror games. I ain't a lot of you. Like, I did like the way it looked though, because had like a werewolf in it and the lady with the, the big ass lady with the hat, bro. Yeah. Like the creepy ass stuff. Yo, but. so no, they're like the game's not really too scary. There is one portion of the game though. All right, it's kind of it's not like it's kind of spoiler, it's not really spoiler territory. So I can tell you if you ever decide to play it. But when you go to the third, I want to say it's the third house. You go to the third person's castle, pretty much. You have no guns. They take your guns away and shit gets real, like real fast. And you like, oh, man, I'm not going to lie. That <laughs> section of the game, I was pretty much being like a, a little bitch over. And then there's all I'm going to say is there's a baby. And yeah, it kind of like. <laughs> It kind of fucks you up a little bit, but yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to change that way of thinking though, because like I, I I missed out on I don't know if you played it, but uh Suana's Hellblade. Mm-mm. Bro, it was like a, a real, real big game. It came out of nowhere. Like it it I think it won some awards, man. But uh it was like it was weird, man, because it touched on the fact like right before you play the game, this first game I've seen has like three warnings on it. And it's like <sighs> you hear voices while you're playing the game, bro. And it's it's weird. Yeah. It's hell, bro, and it's it's like a third person uh, action game, but it deals with like your psyche, bro. Like it, it just mess, messes you up mentally, bro. But I wanted to play it, but not me being a pussy, I was like, nah, bro, I ain't doing that. <laughs> no, um, so my number one game of all time, well, not all time, but for 2021, had to be Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I'm always for Mass Effect, but that's a combo. Nah, bro. It ain't a cop out. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. It ain't a cop out. So, for me to 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 play these games, man, throughout, like Mass Effect One came out 2000, I think early 2008, I want to say, and I fell in love with it from then, bro. And then two, three, beat them all. Andromeda was that's a distant cousin. We ain't talking about John, but. Mass Effect trilogy was such a, such a beautiful game, bro. And I beat these games multiple times. Each game I've beat at least four times. Oh, wow. So to get a legendary edition on my new console, bro, like the nostalgia of it, bro, it literally like hit me the same way I would play Pokemon or or Immortal Kombat on Sega, something like that. You know what I mean? Like it was just the perfect way to wrap up the year. Like because I know it was coming out, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I haven't even been on the game scene, but definitely caught that picked it up ran through all three of them within like i want to say two days bro like that last two months in korea i wasn't doing nothing i was not doing nothing but now i ran through those games man and, and just enjoyed it like it's it's just so beautiful how the characters come together man and like your, your choices from one affects three like the same way like fable promised peter monolu i don't talk about that trash trash bag but anyway mass facts my number one okay but yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like I only played through maybe about 30 minutes of Mass Effect, and it did seem pretty dope. Bruh. It's it's the amount of codex they put into that game, the amount of lore, like Bioware is they're such an amazing company, bro. Like Casey Hudson, them dudes do amazing work over there, bro. Like it's it's crazy, man. The backstories for everything. To make you gotta think about it, to make a three-game like back system of like all the lore be rivaled by like star wars and star wars has been out for fucking like 40 40 years bro 50 years you know what i mean like to have that much lore that you can just kind of make out of three games bro it's just insane i highly recommend going to see spider-man 
bro, you you know me, man. Like, I I usually day one Marvel movie, bro. Like I just I ain't been at, I ain't been in it. So I, I was disappointed. I was like, but I know you got the baby, so yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, family come first. I told her yesterday. I was like, hey, I'm gonna take Dustin because uh, Cassandra picked up Lonnie to give like a little girl day. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna take Dustin to go see Spider Man. He's like, well, your mom's coming for New Year's. Like, we can go see a date. And I'm like, damn. She went to like January 2nd. <laughs> but I was like, all right, okay, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, just don't bring your baby to the 4D movie. I almost brought my son to the 4D. And yeah, it would have been bad. That scares me, man. What, what other theater do you go to? Like Regal? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a Regal that's closer to my, like, uh, two out here, though. Okay. All right, so we got our game list out of the way. All right, so just anime-wise, what do you think, like, what anime do you think showed out the most this year? I mean, because we didn't come up with a formal list. It was kind of something I just threw on threw on the plate. But what are some good, like, anime that you think, like, really showed out this year? So I'm kind of bad with the years on, on my animes right now, but... It's all good, just whatever anime you feel like. So the ones I kind of like, I, I gravitated towards to mostly this year was I, I never gave Attack on Titan the chance, bro. And I, I actually started watching it like a month ago. And I, I it's it's dope as hell, bro. Like I, I don't know why I, I took so long to, to watch it. It was that. I started watching Black Clover too this Black year. That, that's, that's that one for me. Yeah. And it's another one, bro. My, my brother tried to put me on. It's like... I gotta check it out, man. But they're like firefighters or something like that, bro. Like fire force, fire force. Yeah, I need to check that out. I was gonna watch that this weekend. But uh, yeah, bro. Like really, Attack on Titan for me this year. I mean, I've been watching. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so bad with names right now, bro. Not Demon Slayer. Um, is it Demon Slayer? I forgot. See, I haven't even watched Demon Slayer yet. It is Demon Slayer. Yeah, yeah. So I watched like first six or seven episodes, and it's 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 pretty dope so far. Uh, fighting is 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 pretty cool. That was on YouTube, bro. You gotta check out, dog. Ah, man, my homeboy Thompson and SLC tried to put me onto it, but the it's like Tai Chi something, bro. But it's like it's like water something Tai Chi. But the fight scenes, bro. Whoever drew this amazing i gotta find out I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send it to you but and we'll review that next time but this shit is oh, dope. yeah and that's what i want to do like once we get out of here like that way for next week's episode we can kind of talk over you know one of the anime that we watch so mm-hmm. black clover is the one that i really thought was showing out this year like i've i don't know how far you've gotten through it but they have like a hundred and something episodes I think they stopped. They're stopping it. I don't know if they're stopping it for good. Okay. They stopped it in the middle of an arc, and yeah, I really need them to pick it back up. Also, <laughs> Attack on Titan. It's funny that you uh, you talked about you getting into Attack on Titan because I just randomly got back into it, and honestly, um, as I get closer to the end, I'm really not starting to feel it. Yeah. Like it was at first, yeah, because like I powered through it when I was down in Oklahoma, I was like literally like powering through it like a lot. And I was like, all right, this is pretty good. And then that it's so dark, like 
people die bro all the damn time <laughs> he's biting hands off dog. Yeah, like, <laughs> attack on titan to me feel like what everybody said game of thrones was yeah don't don't get attached to a character bro yeah. Might be killed. <laughs> yeah yeah same way yeah definitely like I, I never seen anything like it where I was like, man, like anybody could die. I was like, yeah, Aaron can die. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's so, not so when I first watched it and, and that happened, I was like, wait a minute, he's the main character. <laughs> what the hell going on? <laughs> but nah, so you know how like there's like a, a anime hierarchy, bro. And you got like the top three up there, mm-hmm. and people consider them to be Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, and then One Piece. One Piece is is great. So I started watching One Piece and SOC, and bro, it's it's like five or something, five episodes, like the first season, the way they got it set up on Netflix. But uh, I was like trying to pirate through the episode because you know the, the drawings are so old, like the animations yeah. are, old. and like it's just kind of like it wasn't as well written because the reason I'm doing this though is because I was on YouTube, bro, and like yeah, YouTube got some little short videos like TikTok. Mm-hmm. But they had one of uh oh, on One Piece, bro. And the way, what's his name, Luffy? The way Luffy was fighting, bro, it, it was like it, you can tell it was brand new, but it was so dope. Like the whole fight scene, even though the characters are drawn like outrageously crazy, you know what I mean. But the combat was dope. So like, yo, I want to get to that point. So and we watch these episodes, but I know I would say filler episodes, man. One Piece has a shit ton of filler episodes, so they actually devise so- the way to watch it. So when it comes to filler on One Piece, what I will say is even the filler has a point, unlike Naruto. So Naruto, when you got those filler episodes, some of them didn't necessarily compute to anything. So there is some arcs you can skip, like Thriller Bark. I mean, even though, no, Thriller Bark wasn't, it's long, but I feel like you can probably skip one. Maybe you shouldn't. There's a couple decent, like really good, like moments toward the end of Thriller Bark. If you skip, what is that one that everybody's always talking? Not Water Seven. That's Water Seven. I'll I'll let you know. But there's one arc in particular that you can totally skip through, and it's like after the time skip happens, because a time skip happens there, and yeah. So I know we kind of talked about making a list for, it, but. What what is your all-time anime? Like the one that you just you just love to watch. You can pick it up, watch it anytime. So in all honesty, it used to be, well, no, it's still Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Hakusho <laughs> is the greatest anime of all time. You scared your image. Hey, that's my dog, bro. Yeah. That spirit gun. That spirit gun was always on point, bro. Yeah. Hey. And even like toward the end of it, like when Yusuke got killed, yep. I was like, yeah, like. Man, this is so, like it was emotional. Like that was that was my shit. To me, bro, that was like the highlight of anime, bro. Like, so Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't know if you watched Tenchi. Tenchi was dope, bro. Tenchi was dope. And then like you, you had Inuyasha, Yu Yu Hakusho. You had uh. So my my favorites, right? Like, I grew up on like Trigun. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Trigun. I grew up on Ronin Kenshin. Um, I don't Gun and Wing was my my shit on Cartoon Network as much, but uh, my favorite one of all time, bro. Like I like short and sweet animes, bro. Like 
it's hard for me, like for One Piece or Naruto, it's hard for me to stay invested for such a long period of time. Like I, I'll end up, I'll speed through a bunch of episodes, bro. I'm, like, right, I'm kind of burnt out. And I'll try to get back on a couple weeks later and I don't feel the same how I, I burnt them up. So, so like, Cowboy Bebop is probably my favorite anime of all time. That and like Samurai Shampoo, like the short and sweet ones that they got a lot of deep, deep moments. You know what I'm saying? They got some music in there thrown in together. And it's just like some good combat anime scenes. And the storyline is not overall cheesy. So, I think I can. I watch Cowboy Bebop every every uh, every year, pretty much at least one time. I was kind of mad though Netflix shit canceling the show. But it is what it is. I didn't even check it out. Like, how bad was it? Because people it, were saying, so, it, was bad. Me, bro, it was it was watchable, dog. Like, it wasn't overly cheesy. I mean, it was. It's hard to do anime, bro. It's hard to do anything that that we consider like a cult classic because you're yeah. gonna have fans out there bro who just like nah that's trash mm-hmm. you will never do that like it's it's hard for people it's kind of like reading a book bro when they make book adaptations to movies it's like you read this book and the pages can explain to you how a character looks and how his stature is whatever and you you develop that in your mind and then they pick an actor for it bro automatically you're like nah he's not him trash mm-hmm. so you're already having some dislike towards it so it's it's hard bro like I didn't like. I like. Um, I forgot his name. John Cho. No. Yeah, it's John Cho. John Cho. Yeah, I, I like him. Uh, I've always liked him. So to see him as Spike Spiegel, he actually killed it. Like he he was pretty good. Combat was good. Um, who they picked for Faye? I was. I kind of. She was all right. Jet to me. Jet was dope. Jet like he embodied the anime character. So it was just hard for me to see him cancel the show because I actually liked it. But but then you look at shows like Witcher. Like I'm a huge Witcher fan. And Henry Cavill is killing it, bro. It's Geralt. Like that, that Netflix show is off the charts. Like it's dope. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but you gotta watch it. I haven't checked it out yet. But have you watched uh have you watched Hawkeye? Bro, so again, yeah, yeah, I watched I watched Hawkeye. I haven't finished it though. I know they put I haven't watched it. So I was gonna that's gonna be my assignment for this uh for this coming week and whatnot. Hey, we'll, we'll finish it because I'm on episode like five. There's only eight, eight episodes this season, but I believe so. Yeah, so I'm gonna start checking that out. Yeah, yeah we'll see the spoilers. Do... Hey, did you see again? You see any spoilers? Mm-mm. I, I haven't been spoiled on it at all. Like literally, I'm coming into it brand new, fresh. So I, I now, have no idea. You watched like Daredevil and Iron Fist on yep. Netflix, right? Those shows. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So these these gonna be dope. Did you watch Loki or Vision and Wanda? I watched, yeah, I didn't watch Loki. I watched WandaVision. Loki and, is a sleeper, dog. Loki is a sleeper. He I'm actually watch, had... I'm going to watch Loki, but WandaVision pissed me off. For real? You watched the whole thing through and through? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Wanda was a bad guy. Yeah, because she started off as a bad guy. <laughs> but no, it makes me mad because they were trying to act like Wanda was a good guy. And Wanda literally enslaved the whole town, bro. And she dipped off, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and just left. They Straight wanted us to feel off. sorry. And then the, the government dude that wanted to take her out, they're making they're paint him out as the bad guy. And I was That's like, his job. <laughs> I was like, no, she is a villain. Like, Yeah, hey, she was a villain. I ain't gonna lie. She was a villain. That's why it's good to see her, though, in that Doctor Strange trailer. Like, she, she, she gonna play a big part in that. So I'm I'm pretty excited for that, bro. Like I'm, I'm glad Doctor Strange is getting his just due because he is literally like 
top five most powerful MCU characters. Oh yeah, but you gonna be a. Uh... I'm not gonna say nothing. No, but no, yeah. no. Look, you watch the trailer and see if it matches up with what you've seen in Spider Man. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out tomorrow. But uh, and it, but have you watched What If? I haven't watched What If. Bro, I'm telling you, Disney has a lot of good Marvel shows, bro. Like they're all they're on the come. I mean, Marvel's always gonna come up, but for television wise, like they're they're taking it. Um, what if is it was dope, bro? Like to see it all paying out. Like each episode was kind of like a movie installment for the MCU, and then you have them all come together on the last few episodes, and it's just like it matched up well, bro. You gotta watch it because I think it kind of ties into some of the movies a little bit. But you should, you should give it a, a watch, bro. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. Just because uh, we're coming up on that hour. Remember, we were trying to hit that hour time mark. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's get our album list out there. All right, so when you give your album list, you should also put just whatever your favorite song was and why you love the album. All right. Let's get it. All right. So you want to start or... Should I start? Man, it's hard, Brian. Why you? Damn. Let's see. So now these albums you're putting out there, have you have you listened front to cover? Yes, cover to All cover. Right. All right, better that. All right, I'll put my number five out first. Then. All right, my number five, and I had no idea that this album was gonna be the way that it was. Is I don't even know if you uh you know who Makami is. Nah. All right, so Mark Hami, uh, what is it? Which one? It's the, let me see. It's the last, not the last one he released because it's the one after that one. All right, so I have Mark Hami. I just need the name of the album. Because the last one he released was good too. Oh, it is. It's Pray for Haiti. So that's what I had down, but I had to make sure. So yeah, mm-hmm. Makami Pray for Haiti. The whole album is dope. He's a Haitian rapper, but he signed to Griselda. I don't know. I know, you know. Griselda is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. got a couple of tracks from him. Yeah, so he, uh, my favorite song on the album is, let me see, Marie. There's a song on there called Marie on the Pray for Haiti album. And that's mm-hmm. one of five. So, man, I'm gonna go with for number five. I'm about to go with my my music choices change up, man. Like weekly, bro, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. But one that kind of hit me that I didn't think I like. It's a rapper name. He kind of up and coming. His name is Cash Dummy, and he got he got an album called uh, Epiphany, and it came out. But uh. Came out I think early this year. But uh my my favorite song is probably See Ya or I'm I go with See You. Okay. Yeah, See is probably the main one. But uh he, he young dude, man. He like I forgot where you're from, one in the southern states, but he not like on some J. Cole Lamar level, you know what I'm saying? But he, he's still finding his little way, you know what I'm saying? So Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. So he's still young, so there's still room for development. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four album, Isaiah Rashad, The House Is Burning. Bruh, 
That album was hard as hell to me, bro. Yeah, that album was so hard. The deluxe yeah, version? Go hold you up. Hey, the deluxe version, bro. I downloaded that a couple weeks ago. I've been banging that too. I didn't even like get the deluxe version. I need to check it out. But yeah, that album is my number four. Uh, my favorite song on there. I think All Her, just because of the Bob and the beat on there. All Her? Yeah. Man, that's, 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 yeah. That was my number three. That was my number three. That's number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, so my number four, I'm going to have to go with, uh, man, what's, what's the name? Let me see. Well, I got him right here. All right, so <laughs> I, I started watching or listening to this in Korea, but uh, Young Nudie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, his album was Rich Shooter, and I've been I've been banging out his album, bro. Um, I'm caught between three tracks, man, but I think my favorite one would probably be On the Curb. Either Green Green Bean was like the first one I heard, but On the Curb is the one. It's like all right, it's time to get him. <laughs> okay. Um, my number three album is Tyler the Creator. Call me if you get lost. Yeah, I can see that. Great album. Yeah, great artist. Always, uh, always changing. Yeah, he is. He's always, and he's not just changing. Like he's evolved to a point. Because yeah. I've been listening to Tyler since he came out in '09, and just listening to his progression especially coming into these later albums, like where he's Grammy nominated now, it's, it's crazy. And yeah. it's good to really? see. You put me on, on Tyler. Cause I wouldn't, I was listening to Frank before that. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea, man, that Frank and Tyler them had, you know, uh, our future, all of them together, so. Yeah, and just my favorite joint on there is, uh, is Sweet, I Thought You Wanted to Dance. And that song is like, it's dope. I uh, see. So my number three, obviously, House is Burning, Isaiah Rashad. Uh, man, there's so many good ones. I want to say is it Thib? I think it's Thib. No, it ain't Thib. So Deep Blue is on the deluxe version with Young Nudie. On the deluxe version, Deep Blue my favorite one. But on the original, I think it was Thib. Because I, I like the way I'm I'm such a fan of like change ups. So you can have your you got your beat one way, you change it up, slow it down, kind of chop it up a little bit, reverb it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like I'm from Houston, so that reverse shit, I'm all about it. But um, he does it at the end, and some of the, I forgot the lyrics for it, man. But I always go to that part. I just listen to it. I just repeat it back and forth, man. So Thib was probably my favorite track on there. My number two album. A lot of people hated this album. I love this album. All right. But Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. An evening with Silk Sonic. That's my I never heard that. No, what you ain't heard uh who is it? It's Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Oh, that's their band together? Yes. So did they drop a whole album together? They just a whole songs? album. All right. Okay. So I, I love Anderson Pack, bro. I've always hated Bruno Mars. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've, I've been <laughs> the same way. I've always been more of a Pack fan than a Bruno Mars. Yeah. And Everybody else, you know, is crazy about Bruno Bruno, Mars. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. But the album is great, man. Especially the last track. I can't think of the name of it. Mm. But matter of fact, if there's one song that I can recommend you listen to, listen to the last song on that Silk Sonic album. You won't be disappointed. All right, but but so my number two. I'm about to go with a lot of people, a lot of people give them shit, bro. But 
My boy Falorn is a poet. Wale. Right? Wale. Wale too, bro, is one of the hardest albums I heard. And a lot of people don't give him his credit. But dude, man, like he's so poetic with his verses, bro. Like he, he can change up his tempo whenever he wants. And is it to me that I love the album. But Florin too, uh, I wanna say More Love is probably my favorite track on there. This is it, it's it's a dope track. I uh, also got a. I don't know if you know you know, Q-Tip. Yeah, he, got, he took yeah, he, he took a little little song from Q-Tip on that one with the beat and all that. But uh, now you talking about the vibrant one. thing, yeah, the vibrant thing Flippy did, yeah, yeah. Um, and for my number one, all right, and this is one that it's an album that I was waiting for. I was pissed off with all the damn delays, but Kanye West Donda. Bruh. That is my number one album of the year. I and honestly, I love so many songs on there. It's hard to choose, bro. Remote control. Hey. Pure Souls, <laughs> New Again. Bro. Hey. Man, so- I forgot about the re-release. So you also got to go to Life of the Party with, with Dre. Yeah, I love that too, bro. I thought I was going crazy when I first played it. And I heard it was like, so I played it through. I saw one track that was named the same thing as the last one. I'm like, wait a minute, but a different rapper. And I'm like, what the hell is going on, bro? I was like, I'm going to ride with it, though. Mm-hmm. So, of course, me being a big Yay fan, you know, <laughs> music fan, bro. You already know I was going to do Donna, Doug. But Donna to me was a fucking classic, bro, as soon as it dropped. I don't know why people put him and Drake shit in the same category. That Drake shit was not like, bro. I love Drake, but that Drake shit wasn't good. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. So I, I, I've always loved Drake. I guess I always. I, I liked him when he was first coming out. And then when people started jumping on him, he started feeling himself. I was like, eh. But the new album, bro, I like one song off that mode, right? And it was the uh, the poetry one. I think it was the first track on there. Yeah. And it's the way, it, it's the first verse I liked. And after that, bro. Transition. Hey. To me, I like the whole song, the transition and then. So usually I, I love transitions, bro. But the way the way he transitioned, the, actually, it was another one there. Uh, uh, he took again. He took a lot of influence from Houston, so that's why I bought with it immediately. I forgot what it's called, bro. But what, the uh, TSU, the TSU, TSU joint. Yeah, it's funny because me and you like we we here. Yeah, right so, yeah. So TSU again. I heard that one. I was like, all right, bet. I like that shit. Remind me of my city. I've been in TSU. Crazy ass place. College, but anyway. Um, Donna, though, bro, like, from start to finish, bro, like, lyrically, bro, like, Kanye is, he's so different. Like, he approaches music differently, bro. It's not just lyrically. It's, it's like, he is a musician, bro. Like, he he just does it all, and it's, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, the amount of pull he can grab. You can get Alicia Keys, bro, just to sing three seconds of the song, bro, and then, all right, intro out, and then do somebody else. It's like, no one got that pull like that, bro. It's, it's, it's insane. The crazy thing is the list of artists he has verses from that he didn't put you, bro. So, so you mentioned remote control, right? That's one of my favorite songs there too. And then I heard Soulja Boy was supposed to be on it. <laughs> Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. Bro, YouTube, it's trash. It is trash. <laughs> I was glad he didn't use it, bro. I swear to God. Oh my God, bro. But then, yeah, that Donda was, I was happy. It's there. crazy because I just kind of figured like, <laughs> I was about to be Donda, so yeah. But honestly, bro, some honorable mentions for me. Uh, I actually replaced my 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 second 
Because uh, Don Tolliver, new up and coming dude. Uh, I know Don Tolliver. Yeah, you know he he rocked with Travis Scott. Um, another another Houston cat. So obviously I got vibes towards that, and then hearing that song, bro, like on his new album, it's dropped five times, and uh, that's another one, bro. What's that one called? But anyway, uh, he has some dope tracks in there. It's five times and way bigger. Way bigger is another one too. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to his third album coming out. But uh, actually, no, second. Yeah, because other one was uh, EP. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, down the top, bro, up and coming. Um, you got any honorable mentions? Um, it's hard, bro. Like, I, it's rare to me for the like to listen to album to album, bro. Like, I gotta actually like the artist, bro. So in all honesty, Westside Guns like album. And so he actually had he put out two different parts of it with the Hitler Wears Hermes eight. Westside Guns albums were like pretty dope. I'm gonna check them out. Westside Guns. I mean Westside Gun, Hitler Wears Hermes. Like then you have the uh, the original and then the uh like the B sides. Both albums have great music on there. He has a I think he has a Tyler feature. He had a bunch of different features on there. Yeah. But when it comes to Griselda, in all honesty, like I love all of their music. Like it's not a project they put out that I'm like, all right, this is trash. Like Griselda has been constantly putting out great music, but that's my honorable mention. Yeah, man, I could have I could have shaped up my my list a little better. Cause call me if you get lost was a was a banger for me too. Like I'm, I'm a Tyler. Thanks to you, bro. Thanks to you. I'm a Tyler fan, like through and through. Like Flower Boy was like one of my favorite albums. Like, I, I I listen to it all the time. Um, but call me if you get lost was a dope one. I forgot the first. What was the track was called? Uh, Lumberjack was a hard one for me. Yeah, Sir Baudelaire was a good way to open. It was. It was. Yeah, man, Tyler, he just he found his niche, bro, and he stayed in it. Though, like he he just he forever got that that claim. So I, I his whole style of rap, bro, was like, and you you can tell when someone's trying to bite off of him. It's just that's that's Tyler. You know what I mean? It was who was he beefing with, bro? Uh, Epson, his name, a Hobson. Hobson tried to beef with him like a few years back. You ever gave him a listen to? Nah. Hobson can rap though. He can, yeah, because uh my boy Will, when we was at SOC, uh, he played me a track of Hobson, bro. And I was like, he he sounded like Tyler, kind of like the same, like they, they in the same kind of lane, but I just never really liked Hobson that much. He just rapped too Tyler far. is kind of he's gotten out of that lane now. He talks more about cars and money and shit now. Yeah. But that's his lane. And honestly, since well, that last album, Igor, Igor was amazing too. Igor was dope, bro. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of songs on that one. Let me see. So we got to save some stuff for next time. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm. ahead and stop recording. But this has been the We're Not Experts podcast. All right. Again, check us out. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. And check us out on Apple Muse or on Apple Podcasts because we will be on there shortly. All right. But until next time, we'll catch you all. Peace.